0: Welcome to The Building Code, special Inside Builder Trend edition, our first of The Building Code, where we have Russ Lane with us today. Of course, before I get too far, I'm Zach Watovich. I'm Charlie Burtwistle. We're really excited to have Russ here with us. Russ, thanks for joining the pod. Absolutely. We wanted to find ways to kind of get people more information about what Builder Trend's doing, what's going out there. Russ, you've been at Builder Trend for a long time. You're Six a, years. You're a vet. Yep. You've held a lot of different roles. Just give us a quick overview of you know, where you started, where you're at, what you do, why we brought you on the podcast you were on before. So long time listeners know you, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that was probably be a couple of years ago at this point. <laughs> yeah, six years ago,
1: started out actually on the phones, did a year of that. Um, had a chance to come over to the product department, kind of test the waters over there. And then, you know, that team has just grown in both size and kind of expectations on, on kind of how we go about our work. Um, so yeah, it's been a fun ride for that five years. We were at the old building, new building, um, seen a lot of stuff come through. It's It's been exciting.
2: I'm kind of curious about, uh, so I actually started on the product team before data and research was that is true. Uh, a thing. We were under that umbrella and I feel like it was only like know, eight or nine people. Like how, how big is the team now? Uh, I mean, if you
1: count just the product team, I think we're up to 17, wow. um, but we also have a, an ops team that we, we partner with. There's I think four or five folks on that team. And then lump in the uh, the design team. I think they're at like eight or nine. So all told, we consider that the, the one team, probably around 30.
0: Wow. That's awesome. And then you guys work obviously really closely with technology. Mm-hmm. They're considered a separate department though. So they have another 40, 50 engineers or is it even that big? Oh, it's it's more than that. Is it? I, yeah. I, I want to say we're last
1: I heard we were around 90 and I, th- I think we might be over a hundred at this point, but yeah, I mean, different team Um, in the org chart but the second something's you know ready to get built we kind of spin up project teams right and they're really a cohesive group they'll kind of see that thing from from zero to one
0: and you guys work
1: obviously really closely with each other yeah yeah. collaborate for sure yeah there's the converge and diverge concept we all come together kind of hash out what we're doing make sure we're not stepping on toes and then we all go back to our our you know project teams.
0: Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, we thought you would be a great first guest for our special Inside Builder Trend series. These are going to, you know, basically air in between our, our major episodes. They're a little shorter, so we won't get too deep into the weeds. You're a director now in the product world, and so you've, you kind of see the big picture. You know, we've we've done a lot of things in Builder Trend in the last year, and, and we just wanted to kind of start with, you know, what are maybe some of the things you're most proud of or any highlights of the last, you know, 12 months? Uh, going back to, to 2021 that you know you think are, are worth kind of shouting out yeah sure
1: i mean i think there's been probably a couple either podcast videos about the uh, the large react conversion that our tech department took on um, 2020 that wrapped up 2021 and, and what that did a lot for us was uh you know unlock some things that we were kind of on an old architecture an old front end um, and and there were a lot of things that we wanted to do on behalf of our customers specific to the you know ease of use and things like that that we just we're constrained. We couldn't do it in the old framework. So um, we've taken a lot of, of time to kind of look at what are those modern interactions that we can do now. And as product people, we ask ourselves, OK, yeah, we can, but should we? Is, is that what's best for our customers? So um, looking at that, we, we completely redesigned that that first landing page. So we, we think that that's going to get people, a lot of what we try to do is get people to value faster, like get from A to B. These people have things to do. There's a goal to why they get into the app. How can we make that faster for them? And that's one thing that the React conversion has has allowed us to do with things like uh, the new landing page, where there's a lot of action items and feed of content that you can get to. So that one stands out for sure. Um, Something that we're rolling out right now that I'm super excited about is is what we're calling global search, right? So same concept instead of going to a page, filtering for content, clicking on it, we can just negate all of those steps. You type in a word, we get you right to it. So that's another thing that was unlocked um, by that, that migration that we did in 2020 into 2021.
0: Lays the foundation for the yeah. future. Makes yeah. A lot of other possibilities possible. Totally, totally. Just kind of had to get to
1: you know, that, that zero moment of it being done and now we can just kind of use that as a jumping off point.
2: And I feel like we moved past the Jurassic Park reference you had in there, where you they were too busy wondering if they could, they didn't yeah. stop to think <laughs> if they Just should. This is research. like yeah. at every meeting I'm with Russ, he drops a Jurassic Park yeah, yeah. reference. I, so I'm I started think I to think yesterday. you've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, that does raise a good point. Like, how do you I mean? You talked about it, especially with this new framework. There's kind of infinite possibilities oh, yeah. of where we could go next. How do you and the product team as a whole kind of figure out? This is what we wanna focus on. This is what's gonna provide the most value. This is where our time and energy should be spent.
1: Totally, yeah, I mean, everything always starts with the customer. What, what, what are we hearing? Um, obviously, if you try to do one request, one solution, you're gonna be doing that forever, and it'll just kinda of be you know adding on and, and, and that kinda of thing. So we try to th- take it from a thematic standpoint, connect dots between what one person's asking for and another person's asking for. They might actually be asking for the same thing. Um, there's a framework called the five whys, which I know internally that's not super popular because it's admittedly annoying, right? Like, I want this. Okay, why? Well, because I need to do this. Well, why do you need to do that? Right. And we get all the way down to the root cause. And that's where you can really start to tease out some themes and you know connective tissue between two different requests that seem totally different that's actually really similar. So then after that, we kind of look at things and we ask ourselves, I like to run an exercise where we just toss around adjectives. Like, what, what would we want to hear a customer say when they're describing this? Once this thing is, once this problem's solved, do we want them to say, wow, that was powerful? Or wow, that was fast, or super efficient, or easy? Like, what, what, what do we want them to say? There's a whole range of things that they could say. Uh, and then it, let's say we want it to be faster. We start to look at actual data, run tests with, with actual customers and say, OK, well, right now it's taking them six minutes to achieve this task. How can we make that faster? And if we did make it faster, let's say we cut the time down by three, well, how often do they do that throughout the week? Take that, times it by 52, and now we're talking year, time savings, time, money. So we're just always looking for ways to make things more efficient. Um, and we try to quantify that by actually like looking at the data and saying it took them this long, now it takes them this long. So it's much
0: better.
2: Yeah. The, uh, the measurement framework obviously is something that, you know, I've been a little bit involved in talking before and, uh, yeah, me and uh, a guy on my team, Brooks Coleman, shout out Brooks. Uh, he was Love doing Brooks. some, yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, he was doing some work today. He was showing me about how long it takes people to add their first job in the system. And can we, you know, the kind of the most basic solution or the, the most basic, uh, feature in builder Trend. everything starts with a job. Um, how do we make that first step into the platform? as easy as possible. And then you look at, you know, do customers that do it right away stick with us a long time and get more value out of the system and the answer is obviously yes. But I just thought it was really interesting that we kind of zoomed clear back out and we're like, what's the first thing that people should be doing and how do we make that experience the best experience possible?
1: Totally. Yeah, that that entire initiative has been super exciting because it's opened up the door for us to question some strongly held beliefs that we've all had for a long time that you know, at face value, they seem pretty obvious, but you start asking, well, why are we right. sure? And asking asking those kinds of questions. And um, we're uncovering, especially on, on that early customer stuff, I mean, we're trying to set people up for success. That's our number one goal, whether they've been using us for five years or one day, right? But on, on that first day, through that first month, two months, there is there is a concept of too much too fast, and that's not setting people up for success. We wanna be able to, there's a concept of a progressive disclosure where you kind of give people, just enough, they can master it, and then they expand and they become experts in it. And that's kind of the approach that we're taking with that, you know, early customer journey perspective.
0: That's, uh, you know, when we talk about, we get a lot of feedback. Oh, yeah. BuilderShad. Sure do. No no shortage of feedback. We welcome it, obviously, in CS and even across multiple, the platform itself has a place to do all that what's that process of taking all that information that we receive and like making it usable or you know how do we prioritize it or you know what what essentially i wrote down like how's the sausage made on the front end of like <laughs> making sure that we are attacking those right things that starts with the customer because you just shed light on like maybe some of our auxiliary things that we do and we get the feedback, what happens or what's that look like? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I,
1: we have a fantastic customer success department, but I always like to say customer success is all of our jobs. That's priority one across the board. So, um, we try to live that for sure. And we talk to our CS folks and ask them, what are you hearing? And see if we can tease out some of that, why that root cause and themes. Um, thankfully we've got a team of incredible data people and user researchers who can kind of help us put that through the right lens, right? Cause you don't just want to take it at face value and make snap decisions. So how can we, in a scientific way, sort of quantify what people mean? And that kind of helps us prioritize. And then also going back to the time savings, like if we got one thing that's gonna save people 30 hours a month and another that's gonna
0: save them two, we're gonna go with the 30 hour right, one. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that as you kind of grow and build or train, you start to learn more about the product process. And you know, you kind of have to, be very, very aware of uh, that they're already working on projects too. It's not like you can't just, this new idea that comes (laughs) up, you can't just be like, well, let's put this up at the front. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. let's do it. Uh, And that can be a struggle to kind of work through it, but you know, there's a, there's a method and a process. And and,
1: and yeah, I mean, I I talked about the thing that would save them 30 hours versus two, but maybe we can get the thing that solves the the two hour problem out next week versus the 30 hour one that's going to take us a month now that's a new variable in, in that entire prioritization process. Like what is the thing that we can get to them the quickest and still be valuable regardless of how valuable compared to everything else going on.
0: And you may hear from one of our user researchers or product people who reach out or, you know, our UX team yep. or, you know, so if you ever get the call from one of us at Builder Trend, we, that's, that's a great thing because you're actually going to help shape what it looks like and, and how it goes. So look you know return our emails yeah
1: absolutely yeah there's generally most of the time some sort of maybe a nice little 20 amazon card or <laughs> well, involved. I, we, yeah. so a little little incentive for you but <laughs> absolutely especially going forward this year now that the the react conversion's done the the world's really opened up for us so we're going to be you know out on sites with with people we want to talk to them as often as possible I'd, I'd love to have kind of a nice core of people that we just I kind of just want to talk about their jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my my dream is take three days and some project manager train me. Right. Like I'll just shadow you, pretend I'm taking your job by the end of the week and, and let's dive in. So.
2: Man, that could be a cool series. We'll bring the cameras. Yeah, Zach there you go. Come. We'll we'll interview Russ on his uh, yeah. his, his journey so to become super a super conducive to project. a construction
0: job site. Just like a table <laughs> with like lights, <laughs> right. yeah. We're yeah, like all yeah. right product. in the middle of it. Our, Make people walk around. <laughs> yeah, <us. laughs> Our production <laughs> team just like <laughs> yeah. Like, if yeah. you mind? We're we're trying to record yeah. here, and they're Can like, like, stop I, hammering. Please? Trying to put up drywall. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Maybe not one of my better pitches. Um, for places you should visit. You know, don't ever hesitate to to shoot those. Shots, right. One of No them. bad ideas. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, well, Russ, I appreciate you coming on. I I kind of hate this these, this idea of a mini episode. I want to keep talking for another forty minutes, but I well, know we can
1: stay. We'll just not record it. Yeah. Or
2: something. yeah. Oh, B roll, and then, yeah, yeah we, we'll, can tease we it. Nice, yeah, we can tease it. Yeah,
1: we can tease it after for that. the gram. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Russ, thanks for joining. You know, absolutely, guys, thanks for having me. We'll probably have you back. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to talk about this stuff, and especially going forward in the year as things start to coalesce a little bit more, we can get a little bit more detailed from time to time.
0: We can't reveal too much. No, but There's some no, exciting stuff right, coming. Right,
1: definitely. Uh, like I said, uh, global search is, is kind of in a rollout right now, so we're, we're trying to validate that, make sure that's meeting and in some ways exceeding expectations. And then another one that I'm very excited about is um, offline capabilities for Ooh. the mobile app. Ooh, wow. Um, kind of a good, I know we're wrapping up, but a good lens into kind of how we think. We looked at that and we were like, okay, well, we could spend two years making the entire app offline capable. Or we could look at the things that people need the most, get those things out one by one. And this is another good prioritization problem. Time clock, number one requested thing, obviously most valuable, would take the longest, and is risky. We don't don't really know how to do this yet. So daily logs was our first swing at it. And there are people right now that are submitting daily logs without cell service while we're building the time clock functionality, while learning from what we did with, with the the first iteration of daily logs, so that's kind of that balancing act that we do. We try to get the right amount of value to your hands as fast as possible, but we don't necessarily want to spend all the time trying to guess on everything. Get it into your hands. We want to hear about it. Charlie's blown away. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't <laughs> have to <laughs> do anything. It's just if you go on the app really? without service, you can submit a daily log. It'll queue it up as soon as you get service. It's
2: it's on. That's incredible. Yeah, well, I feel ill well prepared. I'm sorry for not yeah. doing that, but yeah,
0: no, no, all good. That's yeah. sweet. We should have opened with this. Yeah, we should. Have. We get spliced. <laughs> yeah, it. we, we need
1: right. get that in post.
2: We're at our time limit on the the mini sode Let's All wrap right. it up. Wrap it up. If you're listening to this, um, it's the first day of IBS. So if you're at IBS, um, go check out the booth. Right. Um, Absolutely.
1: I'll be there. Oh, let's talk Sheesh.
2: this is the second episode in a row that everyone that comes on the podcast is going to be at IBS oh, including yeah. Zach you just walked I. into a sore subject there Russ yeah so <laughs> massive the, all, apologies we're ending on a low note with that now for but, Charlie yeah. it's
0: never a low note here on the building code thanks for joining us everybody see you guys